welcome to episode 110. That's 110, more than two years worth of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. We've decided to do something a little bit different this episode and split up the continents that we're in. Usually we're in different states, but we thought we'd go one better because we're adventurers. So where are you, Scotty? I'm in Melbourne, Australia. You're in Melbourne, Australia. And where am I? That's also a question for you, Scotty. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, let me guess. Uh, New York, New York. New York, New York. I am in the US of A. Yeehaw! Howdy, partner. <laughs> is that a, you're getting a lot of that? <laughs> is that your – no, I'm really not. Is that your uh, attempt at a, an American accent? Because you just sound like a cowboy. Yeah, I think I'm probably a bit too south of New York. Okay. <laughs> and and possibly west. A bit west. <laughs> yeah, you know, New York is my second favourite city outside of Melbourne. I did not know. This that. is my two favourite cities coming together. Well, there you go. What a what a random happenstance. The only thing it hasn't got going for it in New York is that it doesn't have park run there. It doesn't yet. I'm I'm still hold out hopes for the future that one day we'll creep into the city. So how did you get your park run fix then? Well, uh, I wasn't actually in um, New York last Parkrun day. I'm, I'm here for a little bit of a holiday with my hubby and my son. And we were allowed to book this holiday, or I should say Adam was allowed to book this holiday on the proviso that I got to get a Parkrun in somewhere in the country. And so we had a little side trip planned for the weekend and we went up to Washington, D.C., down to Washington DC. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah, we went down. <laughs> I'm having the the fingers with the arrows pointing <laughs> southwards. <laughs> Showing me. I could have sworn that on Google Maps the arrow was always pointing up, so I'm I'm gonna maintain my geographical um fogginess, let's say. So you and drove Yeah, there. we went we did, we drove. We drove to Washington DC, which freaked some people out. Uh, I think it's roughly about four and a half, five hours or something like that. Um, but, you know, it was on the wrong side of the yeah. road. and <laughs> I did it once. Little... Freaked me out. Yeah, it takes a little bit of getting used to, doesn't it? Yeah. And I didn't do any of the driving. Ironically, the only time that Adam was on the wrong side of the road, we're like approaching this, this white van and I'm like, babe, are you on the wrong side of the road? <laughs> He's like, oh, sh- yes. And you know who it was. It was the NYPD. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, of all the people to be coming in the opposite direction on the right side of the road, it had to be the police department. But fortunately for us, I think they must have realised that we were just stupid tourists who didn't know what the hell we were doing. And we got out of the way before any harm was done. So. Have you got that look about you? <gasps> I'm pretty sure even the way we drive conveys that look okay. in this country. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess being on the wrong side of the road is a giveaway too. <laughs> Generally <laughs> speaking, you don't see it happen too often. <laughs> but um, yeah, we, we adjusted after a couple of days of doing it in um, Washington, so that was good. <laughs> um, we have since safely returned the car, didn't hit anything with it the whole time we had it, which was awesome. Nothing hit us, also good. 
always a little bit of a worry when you're on a holiday that it could get very expensive. Um, but yes, so the adventure was to Washington and while we were there, we took in Roosevelt Island Park Run. You had a few to choose from. Well, that was my next question because that, that's where Park Run is booming in the US. Yes, well, it is. They love yeah. us. They love us there. And you know what? I actually really liked the city. I'm not into politics and, and I certainly don't have any love of the current American president. But the 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 city itself is really beautiful and there's so much to see and do and uh, everybody was very friendly and welcoming and helpful. So that always is good when you're traveling any place. And specifically at Park Run, wow, we got such a warm welcome. And once again, it's that whole sticking out like a sore thumb. Obviously, people knew we weren't locals or regulars because we had um, – the volunteers come straight up to us and welcome us to their event. <laughs> like the second we got to the park and saw the flag. So, um, but that was really nice. That was really good. So lots of tourists? Yeah, it was, it was, um, oh, I wouldn't be able to tell you off the top of my head, like what the proportions were, but there were tourists there from Scotland and from South Africa as well. Um, so I think it's pretty common for them to get quite a few tourists. We actually also got welcomed by uh, some Aussies who are actual locals now. They've been living here for six months, but previously they came from Gungalan in Canberra. And it's funny listening to the Americans. They say Canberra. <laughs> <laughs> but they probably think it's funny listening to us the way we pronounce things too. Um, yeah, so they they had quite a few... Um, first-timers who were, you know, first-timers from other places, but they also had a bunch of first-timers that were just actual proper first-timers, which is also very cool. So we kind of blended in with all of those, I think. So is it the same experience? Is the run briefing the same but a little bit different? Like, Explain some of the differences between an Aussie park run and a US park run for me. Uh, it is pretty much the same. Like the rules are the same. Everything that gets covered is the same. I mean, obviously they don't thank the sponsors that we thank in Australia because they're different. Um, but everything else was, yeah, it was, it was just cookie cutter stuff, which is awesome because there's that whole familiarity and, and it's different because obviously when I was at Malaysia a couple of weeks ago, it was brand new. So it was an inaugural event and they were doing everything for the first time and, you know, taking a lot of cues from us in Australia while they do it. So obviously that was going to be very familiar, but these guys have been doing this for a long time already. And it's, it's just good to see that everything's same, same, but different. So the only real differences were the accents that were delivering the um, run briefings and the first-timers briefings, and basically the course description, which is just like when you travel to any new park run, you don't know the course. We actually had the benefit of doing a brand, brand new course for Roosevelt Island because their plan A course, their normal course was flooded. Or no, there was, um, there was some boardwalk work happening. There was some rotted boardwalks that had to be fixed and their plan B was flooded, which is what they usually alternate to. And so they had to come up with a third 
different option, which they had done during the week, and we got to run that, which was beautiful. It's all very, this is what I love about different countries as well, is the different flora and fauna. We didn't really get to see too much fauna out on the course, although there was a squirrel running around, and you don't see those every day in Australia, but just the trees are a different colour and it's spring here so everything's just getting that new growth back on it. It's, it's starting to warm up but it was still cool. I actually ran the whole way this I time. I saw this because you're on yeah. Strava. So how was that? That was really good. It's I, I'm trying to think but I'm fairly confident and I, I wouldn't be able to figure it out properly but I think it's the first time I have ever finished ahead of Adam at Parkrun. Really? Yeah, like ever. Even when he runs with Wes in the pram, he always finishes ahead of me. But this time, because it's not um, a super pram-friendly course, it's a trail, uh, and we've only got a, a little um, light travel pram with small wheels. We don't have our normal running pram with us. Um, he had him in the carrier, so I finished about five or six minutes ahead of him, which is bizarre. Good. And because of the intense training you've been going through. Oh, yeah, and the, the cracking speed that I broke out with. <laughs> no, but in, in all seriousness, it must feel good because I saw that you ran the whole 5K and is this like the, the start of something? Well, I, I, I had the intention of running the whole 5K at, at the outset and – I will admit that while I was going, I was thinking back to our Shell Harbour adventure where you didn't run with me and I ended up having to run 45 minutes because my Strava failed me. And I was thinking, I had I thought to myself several times during the run on Saturday, it's okay, I can do this. I ran for 45 minutes in March. I can I can run for less than 45 minutes today. So that got me through, which was good. It wasn't, it wasn't easy but it wasn't as hard as I remember either and literally the temperature was just magic there was zero humidity and it was nice and cool so it was a very comfortable running temperature. I'm very excited for you Mel it sounds like a great adventure. Thanks Scotty it was a great adventure and we we got to have coffee and breakfast with a whole bunch of the other adventurers some of whom will be coming up on future episodes of the podcast so Everyone can stay tuned for listening to those. Oh, Not going to happen this week, but just in the future. But you had a massive adventure on the weekend too. Where did you go and what were you up to? I did. Look, not all of us can spend our weekends travelling around the world to Malaysia one week and New York, Washington the next. But I had something comparable. I headed to Gulwa in South Australia, which... <laughs> <laughs> that is comparable, definitely. Yeah, yeah. well... Hear me out, because I didn't know a lot about Gulwa. Bit of a funny name, but it's sort of like the coastal town. I think it's the holiday town for Adelaide folk. It's very close to Victor Harbour, and they launched their first event on Saturday, part of our 7 in 7. First time any, any country has ever launched seven events on one weekend. We were breaking new ground. Awesome. History in the making. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I had a super morning. Nice, smallish crowd for a launch. So we had 150, which I've always said is almost like the sweet spot for a park run. Because once you sort of start getting a bit bigger than that, you lose touch with everyone. 
and volunteers come easy um, once you've got about 150. I'm not sure they'll maintain it, that same number next week, but uh, he's hoping that they will grow to that number in future. But it was a really nice mix of uh, runners, walkers, adventurers, uh, some locals, some first-timers. And um, what I did notice is that I would say maybe 40 to 50% of the crowd were were walkers or 40 minute plus park runners. I haven't I haven't delved into the figures or whatever. That's just my observation, uh, and it was really nice to see. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then I followed that up with a real adventure. So PK was in town, so we we hooked up, and I had the joy of spending the rest of the afternoon with PK driving around and visiting a couple of other park runs in South Australia. And we did a couple of freedom runs. So we started at Strathalban. And we've spoken to the guys from Strathalban on the pod before. James, the event director, co-event director, and a few of the run directors came down and ran with us at Strathalban. And Strathalban's one of those out-and-back, out-and-back courses, but in a really nice setting. And one thing I didn't know about Strathalban is that it's actually a country town. I sort of assumed it was a an outer suburb of Adelaide, but no, it's a it's a real country town. Um, it's a really old old town, old in buildings, and it's been around for a while. But the population is a bit older, so I got a little bit of a history lesson on the town of Strathalbyn from the locals, which was lovely. Then we ventured up to PK's home. And I got to visit Mount Barker, which Mel, I think, I've been thinking, and I think this we need to have a we need to have a Kentucky tour to Mount Barker. I think we need to put it in our diaries pretty soon uh, that you and I have a weekend in at Mount Barker because the course is an absolute cracker. It is. I've done a freedom run at Mount Barker. Have you? Yeah. So it's really nice, isn't it? It's nice and flat, and it's around this wetland lagoon uh, area. That I took a bit of a detour, so it's an out and back at Mount Barker. And you kept going before you came back? No, 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 I got to the turnaround point and then I started coming back. But then there was a little path leading me off and I knew that that path went around the lake and I figured I'd already run one side of the lake going out, so I didn't need to see it on the way back. So I took a detour and ran around uh, the lagoon, I think it is, not a lake. Is there a difference? I'm sure there is. They've got different names. It's probably the size. Probably. As I said, nice and flat, but in the bush, uh, across boardwalks, over water, and I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed my run at Mount Barker. And then we finished up and we went to Cleland. And again, we've, we've had John, uh, the event director at Cleland, on the pod before. You made it to Cleland. Yeah, we've heard a bit about Cleland, haven't we? You know, we were supposed to Freedom Run there when we were in Adelaide last time. September last year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I tell you what, I'm glad I've done it now. And I don't don't know, sorry, John, I'm not sure if I'm going back. Oh, really? (laughs) Less pressure on on a non-park run day, do you think? Yeah, it was so tough. It was Nambour tough. Mm, there you go. It's two kilometres downhill. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I that sounds that. awesome. And it's pretty is steep downhill. Is that at downhill. the start or is that at the end? Well, two kilometres down, then you have a little bit of a, a climb up to this fantastic turnaround lookout point where you see this amazing view of Adelaide. 
And like I think it's like the best view of a city you'll ever see because Adelaide is is really laid out like they've thought about it when they they designed the city, and so you can really see the entire city from the from the beach to the mountains, and it's just an amazing view. But then you've got to turn around and go back up two kilometres, and luckily we were just freedom running it, so uh, we decided to walk. And enjoy the view. <laughs> Get a bit of that flora and fauna. So we had kangaroos and echidnas uh, to keep oh, us company echidnas. on the way back. Yeah, yeah, it was really, it was a treat. It was a treat. And that's why I said I'm really glad I've done it as a freedom run. And probably no, no need to rush back and run it on a Saturday. Can I say that? I've said it. Well. <laughs> you can say it. I, I would still like to go check it out on a oh, park run day. Look, it's a great park run. The, you know, the course, it's a great course. I'm just saying it's a tough course and it's a trail course and uh, you know how I go there. But stay, stayed on. You stayed the, vertical. Stayed the vertical. So all good. And, um, yeah, it was a, just a super-duper Saturday afternoon. So you – you ran 20K on Saturday. I did. Was that, was that part of your marathon training? Did you use that instead of your long run on Sunday? Or? Oh, I was just getting in preparation for the longest run. Oh, okay. No, it was just fun. I just ran for fun. Sometimes you can do that, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was tempted. I, I then had to head out to the airport and catch up with a friend who was near West Beach Park Run, which is near the airport. And I was really tempted to see if I could sneak one in before my plane took off. Um, but the legs were a little bit tired. Yes, I can imagine. Yeah. And I, uh, yeah. So I saved that for next time. Good plan. Well, we were thinking about doing a couple of freedom runs when we were in Washington too, since there were extra events there, but there were so many museums and monuments to see that we thought we might trade off and, and walk the extra kilometers instead around all those sorts of places. Plus it gives us an excuse to come back. Joining us today on the podcast, we have an Uber adventurer. He comes all the way from the UK and to tell you himself about some of the adventures he's done, I'd like to introduce you to Paul Frayne. Paul, welcome to the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. It's good to hear from you. It's awesome to have you. Now, let's let's start, Paul, with giving people a bit of an overview of just how many adventures you've had. Can you give us your stats? Okay. As of today's day, I have done 450 park runs at 406 different locations. Um, I can give you a list of the countries if you want. Please do. Okay. So England, 313. Poland, 40. Um, Wales 23, Denmark 7, Scotland 5, Northern Ireland 3, uh, did I say Ireland? Ireland is 5 as well, sorry. Um, Russia, Italy and Sweden 2 each and then America, France, Norway and the Channel Islands I've done one. One in each of those locations so that's 406. Okay Paul, that's a lot of park runs. How long have you been parkrunning? When did you discover parkrun? 
I discovered Parkrun in the summer of 2007. I was entered into my second Berlin Marathon, which was a it was September 2007, and I was looking for inspiration help, to help me with my training. And I was looking through the Runners World UK magazine, and at the back had a list of races. And there was these races called the Bushy Park Time Trial, as it was known back then. And they also had Wimbledon Common Time Trial, and they were the only two of what are now called park runs that actually existed back then. So I thought I would go along and give it a go. And um, yeah, I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> so you started at Bushy. How long, how many years did you stay at Bushy before you started adventuring? I started at Bushy in June 2007 and I got to September 2010 and I was talking to one of my colleagues at work who was a run director at Bedfont Lakes and um, I just thought I'd go along there and um, give that a go. It was, it was maybe three or four miles from my house, the same as Bushy Park, so I just try, I thought I'd try a new park run out and I did that one and then I went back to Bushy Park for a couple of weeks and then I saw, I was playing around on the website and I saw this new thing called a Most Events Leaderboard. And I saw, I looked at it and the leaders had done maybe 25 different park runs at that time. And I thought, wow, they've done 25 different park runs. And I looked at the bottom and it said seven was the minimum you had to get different park runs to get on the leaderboard. So I thought, okay, I've never been on a winning leaderboard before. I'll spend the next five weeks doing a different park run each week because by then there was about 50 or so and um, just so I could see my name on the bottom of the leaderboard. So I did that and then after I got my result in week for the seventh park run, I looked at the leaderboard, the most events leaderboard, and they'd only made it a minimum of 10. So I still wasn't on there. So from that point I just kept going really. And how many other people were on the leaderboard at that time, Paul? Well, from I could only see those that had done seven upwards, and there was probably about 15 or 20 people. So we're talking right, right at the very beginning. How exciting is that? Yes, yes. There was about there was, there was probably about 40 park runs in the world, most of them being in England. And, um, yeah, one of the guys or two of the guys were in the 20s, and, yeah, I just got, took inspiration from them, really. And how long was it after you had started tripping around to the different events that you made it to your first international park run? Okay, that was, um, um, I'm just trying to remember now exactly when that was. I know I went to Denmark quite early on. Um, I think it was actually Belfast. I went to, well, if you call it that, international one, Northern Ireland was the first time I did one outside of, sort of the mainland. England, you, you know, United Kingdom, um, and I did Belfast, Victoria, and that was, it was kind of nice, it was like, I'd never been to Northern Ireland before, so I get to see, I get to see um, all of Belfast, went up to the north coast, saw the Giants Causeway, had a really nice weekend, um, and then a little while after that, I was, I went over to Denmark and started. I think that was the only other country or one of the very few international countries that had park runs at the time. So that's where I went first. Yeah, Vige, I think it was a Vigen. 
Mm, I don't know how you pronounce it, V-E-J-E-N. That's one of the first ones I did. Paul, so what's the attraction? What's the allure? Are you a collector outside of parkrun in your everyday life, or do you just love seeing different parkruns? Well, I've always been someone who likes travelling, not like going off for six months with a backpack kind of travelling, just I spend a lot of time in America on holidays and travelling around Europe and, you know, city breaks, that kind of thing. So I just saw this as an opportunity to do two things I like a lot, you know, two of my main passions and, you know, do them both together. And, I've got, you know, I've been to see some, so many amazing places and met so many amazing people as a result of it. It's just, um, you know, it's hard to think about ever giving up it. Well, I, I'm certainly in awe and very jealous of the amount of uh, countries you've been to. What's What has been, have you got a favourite country? Like, obviously, we, we usually ask people for a top three or if they could park run anywhere in the world, where would that be? But... You've been to so many already. You must have more highlights than you could um, tell us about. I'm not going to ask you to try and, and give us a top three individual events, but have you got a top three countries? Well, if you ask, if you, I do have actually top three park runs. Oh, well, feel free to go for those as well. Um, they're all actually in Ireland. They're not... I can't sort of say this one's my favourite because I like all three equally. But uh, the first one is Port Rush, which is on the very north coast of Northern Ireland. And I don't know if you've heard of the Giant's Causeway, very famous part of Northern Ireland's coast. Um, yeah, I've, I visited years ago. You've been there? I have, to the Giant, yeah, the Giant's Causeway. Yeah, well, it's about four or five miles down the coast from there, and it's, in, it's on a big sandy bay. And you, it's an out-and-back course around this bay, all on sand. And the closer you can run to the sea, as the waves come in, you know, the tighter your racing line is. And that's just, a, that's just a really beautiful course and just brings back lots of happy memories. And then there's another one, very memorable one, on the south coast of Ireland um, called Bear Island, spelled B-E-R-E. And um, I think we flew in, I went with some friends, and we flew into Cork. And then it was about an hour's drive, an hour and a half's drive down to the south coast of Ireland. And there was this really old, rusty car ferry that you had to drive on. And it took three cars. And you had to, re you had to reverse your car down this, this slope with the sea about a metre to your left and reverse onto the car ferry. And then it took you across the, um, the water about maybe a half an hour trip onto Bear Island. And I think there's about 200 people live there. And wherever you went, everyone knew about Parkrun. It only just started when I went there. And it was a one-lap course, and it was quite hilly. So when you got to the top, you could see the whole of the Atlantic Ocean and the, the rugged Irish coast. And, yeah, it was amazing. Everyone was so friendly there. And everyone on the island seemed to be involved with Parkrun in some way. And um, then the third one was another one down on the south coast called um, Castle Haven. And it was just, I went to the inaugural there. It was, it was on my birthday weekend and it was just starting. It was, it was just the most amazing scenery, coastal scenery I've ever seen. It was just so beautiful. It's hard to describe, but that just really sticks in my mind. And uh, everyone, everyone's so friendly wherever you go, but 
they're just those are the three that really stick in my mind as my three sort of outstanding ones. Well, you're a fan of Irish parkrun, so I guess that answers that question of your top country. Yeah. I want to know, Paul, how much planning goes into your weekly parkrun adventure? Because we've got adventurers here who have got spreadsheets, have got whiteboards all planned where they're going. I imagine <laughs> you're, you're taking it to another level as well. Well, I can usually, I mean, you know, the spreadsheet is uh, the saviour of the parkrun tourist, I think. Um, um, so yeah, I've, I've always had a spreadsheet and usually on average I'd say if you're looking at a three month period I probably could tell you eight to ten park runs I'm going to do you know, on certain dates during the year. It's a little bit more tricky in the winter because we get you can, it's it very easy if we get a little bit of frost, a little bit of cold weather they could easily cancel 100 park runs on a Saturday but um, in the summer, yeah, I've got maybe eight, ten, you know, booked in the next twelve or thirteen weeks. Um, in the summer, I try and do park runs that are a bit more isolated from other park runs. You know, ones that are not close by any others. Um, and then in the winter, I try to do park runs where there's like a plan B or a plan C if one gets cancelled in the morning. That was going to be my question. Do you? Do you have a plan B for those cancelled ones? Most have of you, the time. Have you got very many? Like, so what would you classify? What is your nearest event not done yet or not yet done? Because I imagine you start to run out after you've done as many events as you have. There's been a few times over the, the years where I've maybe had two park runs within 100 miles that I haven't done. And you sort of, you kind of start panicking, you know, what if something happens to my car, you know, what if, you know, I need to be somewhere quick. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, so I, I try, when, when new ones start, I try to sort of avoid them, you know, close to home so that I've always got backups kind of thing. Ones in case of an emergency, you know, that kind of thing. Um, at the moment, I'm just looking at the Parkrun Tourist Tool and I've probably got, I've got 14 within 50 miles, and I've got two within about five or six miles that I haven't done. And that, the two within six miles have only been going since the start of this year. So, you know, they're just there's new ones popping up all the time, luckily. Otherwise, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so the, those, I love the um, in case of emergency park run. <laughs> it's like in case of emergency, break glass and uh, go to this park run. <laughs> Yes. Well, I've been, I've, I've put myself under a lot of pressure in some ways earlier this year. Um, I don't know if you looked at my record or anything. I was in Moscow recently. Uh, we knew you were in Moscow, yes. Yeah, well, that all started um, on an incident that happened in Milan about 18 months ago. Um, I was, I'd, I'd done the, I'd been to Milan and... Um, for the park run there, and I was just leaving to go back to the hotel, and I saw this guy with a photograph, a picture frame, and I thought, what's he got there? Why is he showing everyone that? And I went over, and he was from Russia, and he had a photo of his of the park run he's a run director at, a, a big group photo, and he'd come to Russia with his wife, and he, he was just so proud of every, you know, his, his group and everything, his park run, he wanted to show everyone. And I became Facebook friends with them and kept talking to them. And, and they quickly said, you must come over to our park run. 
come and do our park run. And I said to them, I will come to your park run when it's my 400th different one. And I met them in October 2016, and yeah, February 2018 was the um, the date, 24th of February. But what happened was I booked my tickets in October 2017, working out that it was going to be the 24th of February, it was going to be 400, if I did every Saturday, plus two on New Year's Day, plus one on Christmas Day. So I got the visa, got the flight sorted out, and then I suddenly realized, you know, if I miss one now for whatever reason, an injury, my car breaks, there's a problem with the timing at a park run, anything, then when I get to Moscow, I'm going to be on 399 or something. <laughs> Zero wiggle room. I felt kind of tense every week. Okay, you can't exactly, you know, if it was something else important, you could, um, you could just change the flight maybe. But because in Moscow you have to name the exact days you're going to be there to get a visa, it, you know, it would have been crazy. But you made luckily, it. Luckily, there were no problems. Yes, just yeah, I made it, and um, yeah, a, a relief afterwards. <laughs> So how was event number 400 in Russia? Uh, it was fantastic. Um, the, the, they, they met us. Their names are Jana and Alexander. And they came to the airport, met me, made sure I got... I'd been to Moscow before, but um, it was nice. So, you know, they put a lot of effort in. They came to the airport, met me, took me to the hotel, and then spent two days showing me around Moscow. And then we came come to the day and went to the park run and they'd made all these little kind of medals out of ribbons and bread, these round bread roll kind of things, um, just as a memento for everyone to wear. And it was, they were just like a big family. They had loads of food to eat. They had really good facilities, lots of everyone, everyone every week bought hot drinks and cakes and things. And, you know, it was an amazing place to run. I think the temperature, according to my phone, was minus 15, and it felt like minus 19. <laughs> because you can tell the difference between those two temperatures. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing was, I'd, I'd been in Red Square the night before, and it was minus 12. And I didn't even, I didn't have gloves on, and, I, and the people I was with didn't have gloves on. It didn't even feel like you needed gloves on it. Although it was minus 12, it wasn't that cold. A week later, I was back in London. It was minus one, and I had my gloves on. It was completely kind of different kind of air. It was really dry there. It wasn't moist and like it would be in London. But, yeah, it was a great day and um, the one I'll never forget. Now, you've got 400 events, 406 that you've been through. I've scanned through the list, and I don't think I saw any from Australia. Um, that's obviously that is correct, yes. on your to-do list. <laughs> Um, I'm hoping it's one of the events you want to get to soon. Or It is, yeah. I mean, it's somewhere I've always wanted to go. My, my cousin lives in Perth, and he's always inviting me, you know, to come to Perth as well. Um, but it's just the only thing is it's the amount of holiday, you know, you'd need, I feel like I'd need to take to come and, you know, have an, enough time to have, you know, do a really good job out there and see it as much as possible. So... Um, Yes, yeah, it's, it's on the pla It's in the plans, but I just don't know when to do it, and it's quite frustrating, really. I can imagine. I mean, we've got almost three hundred events here, so there's plenty for you to yeah. tick off. Everywhere you go, it's going to be somewhere. Five new. or six years, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I've heard that some of your your tourists just drive, you know, go crazy distances from one part run to the other, even further than it would be for me to fly somewhere. So, you know, they must have some amazing stories as well to tell. Yeah, we've got some um, travel challenges. There's no doubt about that. Lots of our adventurers do lots of driving, I think, and lots of uh, checking for cheap plane flights. That's obviously something you don't have to do as much because you can drive everywhere in the UK. Yeah, there's um, you can get... If you're driving around the UK, it's quite easy to get you know, budget hotels or something and just spend some time on Friday afternoon driving two, three, four hours or, or get up early on Saturday morning and do the same. Um, you know, there's so many park runs in a real tight area here. It's, um, it's nothing like it would be for you guys, yeah. But when I go, to, I've been to Poland. I've done 40 park runs in Poland, so they've all involved flights as well. So sometimes... British Airways to, to Warsaw and other times you've got Ryanair or, or another budget airline like that. It's just, if you can book ahead, you can get you know, the better deals. So that's why it's always good to book ahead as far as you can if you know you're going to certainly go somewhere. Of all the countries that you've visited, Paul, have you, have you had many challenges with things like language barriers and, and other things like that to actually getting to the park runs? Um. No, not, no, not really. Everything's been um, pretty good. Um, I've been to Moscow twice, and that, that's the only one with a, a language that you can't really understand. Uh, <laughs> but both times, the first time I was with John Matthews, who's, uh, he's, he's third on the tourist's most event leaderboard, and he spends a lot of time in Australia and New Zealand, actually. Um, he went with me to Moscow, and he'd already been, so I just sort of sat back and let him do all this sort of guidance. And then this time... Had two friends in Moscow waiting, which was amazing. But anywhere else I go, it's fine. Just get the map on your phone, and the park run map comes up. And no, I always try to be at a park run an hour beforehand, just in case there's any problems. But um, I haven't had any so far. I've been really lucky. You mentioned John Matthews there. I've I've actually met John Matthews. He came to the event I started in the very first year. We had Christmas Day, but at the time. I had no idea that he'd done so many events and who he was. Um, do you experience that? Like you rock up to an event and they have no idea that you've done 400 events previously? They just uh, assume you're a normal park runner visiting? Yeah, I'm very happy when that happens. <laughs> Are you treated like a rock star sometimes? Um, no, I mean, sometimes people, you know, people I know, other tourists would tell the event director you know, that I'm there, and they were just announced beforehand, you know, Paul's here and he's done this many events, and I just put up my hand and say hello, and they announce other people as well in the same way that's maybe getting their 50 or their 100 shirt, you know, that are local to their event each week. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm happy to go there and just, you know, blend in with everyone else. But on the other hand, in Moscow, for example, everybody knew I came, and they were inviting everyone from all over Moscow to come, so... You know, it was, it was completely contrasting to what I'm used to, but it was it was nice to be, you know, part of it. I want to know, Paul, you've been parkrunning for 10 years, a bit more. Uh, how has parkrun changed over the time? Are you seeing a change happen? Well, there's, the main change is sort of the technology that's involved. When... Um, when I first did park runs in 2007, there was none of the um, barcodes involved. Um, I ran at Bushy Park, and when you finished, you got a little, a little metal round disc with your finishing position on. 
and then you would go and stand in a queue and there would be four tables and people sitting at each table with a laptop and there may be a 15 or 20 minute queue and when you get to the front you give them your disc number with your position on and they ask you your name and then they tie it out to the position on the laptop so that's how it used to go and now obviously it's just a quick scan and off you go um, also at the time they liked when a new event starts they liked it was good to go to the inaugurals because you could sort of they didn't have ambassadors back then so you could see things that were going wrong potentially and just sort of you know tell them about it before it became a problem the main one was is the, um, the people doing the scanning or the taking the names down would be too near the finish line so when you've got a big group of people finishing they weren't actually crossing the, the queue for the you know to have your time taken started before the end of the run so quite a few times I, I got hold of the person or you know just went up to them and said can you move back maybe 20 meters or so and then the whole queue moved back and it kind of freed up the finish line again I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of events that have uh, benefited from your experience in their early days? And nowadays, yeah. Nowadays, there's so many ambassadors around. You know, everything. You go if you ever, anyone ever goes to the you know, first park run, inaugural, then you know there's never going to be any problems. It's a good way to be, Paul. Before we let you go, I have to ask: if money was no object, time was no object, where in the world would you park run one one single event? Have you got? Have you got a? A genie list? Um, is it a parkrun that actually exists or one that's not been created yet? Well, if you've got one of either, we'd love to hear both. I think I'd like to go to San Francisco. Chrissy Fields, I think it's called. Yep. Um, I've been in America. I've been in 28 states, but I've never been... I've been, I've been to California, but I've never been on that to San Francisco, only Los Angeles. So I've always wanted to go to San Francisco, and so I'd love to go there. But I wanted to do it because I believe that if you time it right, you can fly from, is it New Zealand? You can do a park run in New Zealand and then fly to San Francisco and do one there. Yeah, you can get the two in one 24-hour period. So um, I don't know if that would be allowed, but that and money was no object. That would be something I'd like to do anyway, even if I only got what, if I only counted for one. It would be just nice to do something that, you know, rare and unique like that. Speaking of two countries, have you heard about the park run in, on the southern um, border of Poland that actually part of the park run goes into the Czech Republic? We, we did speak to the Polish country manager. Is it Cheshen? Is that the name of... Yeah, yeah, Cheshire's the name of the park run. Yeah, that's on my that's on my to do list definitely. What happens is there. There's um, the river. There's a there's a narrow river that splits the two countries, and on both sides of the river, there's a tarmac path that runs parallel to the river. So you run about six or seven hundred meters on the Polish side from the start, cross over the bridge into the Czech Republic, and then you run back parallel to the river. Um, and then suddenly you've, you've run about a, maybe a kilometre and a half, and you, I heard, all, I looked to my right, I heard all this cheering, and there's all the guys by the finish in Poland, and they're only about 20 or 30 metres away, but it's just, you know, a weird feeling to think they're in a different country. <laughs> so, yeah, so you do about maybe two kilometres in the Czech Republic, or Czech, it's called now, and then back over the bridge, 
there's another out and back loop in, in Poland, in the Poland Polish side, and then you go back to where you where you started from to finish. Well, that was a really nice one. Definitely one, a good one to have on your list if you're ever in the area. I think it's one that's on both Mel and I's list. Paul, thank you very much. I know we've got plenty of listeners in Australia who would have loved hearing about your tales over your parkrun life. Um, so thanks for joining us on the Parkrun Adventurers this week. No, my pleasure. And can I just say, if anyone in your in Australia is thinking of coming to the UK, please just contact me on Facebook if you want any advice on parkruns or anything else. I'm happy to help. Yeah, so you know, anytime. Good morning, parkrunners. It's Toc reporting in for the Channel 5 News crew down at the launch of the Ocean Grove Parkrun. We're sitting here beside a stunning inlet. The sun's out. It's shining off the water. The parkrun course is amazing. It follows a granitic sand path right along the inlet and along the water course. Looking out, there are so many swans. There are so many birds flying around. We've got a great crowd here for our uh, parkrun launch, including the Victorian Purple 2-2 crew. So we'll get out, we'll have a run, and we'll grab a couple of people to talk to after. Cheers, guys. Down at Ocean Grove, the sun's out, the course is absolutely stunning. You've got to do this. This one compares with Geograph Bay and Victor Harbour, right along the water. It's just an amazing course. I'm here with some of the Medibank crew, and they're handing out gear left, right, and centre. They're making it a really fantastic part of the day and a real fun part of the day. And I've got Claire here with me that's running the Medibank crew today. Claire, how have you found today? Hey, I'm so glad to be here. Sun's out, guns out. Um, I'm down here with the Medibank Free and Active crew. We work with Parkrun on a whole lot of events. So we've just hit our halfway point with 40 new Parkruns. So it's a big weekend for us this, uh, today with seven new events. Yeah, seven events, that's a, like, that's a world first. That's just amazing. It's amazing support from Medibank. And just the way people have jumped on board today, there is a sea of red out there with the Medibank singlets out on the course. Um, and that's really good. That'll spread the message and hopefully get people out and more active. And that's the uh, goal of the whole, purpose, yeah. whole program. Yeah, absolutely. So with Medibank Free and Active, we're all about free community activity. So we're stoked to be down here today working with Parkrun and um, seeing, as you say, a big sea of red. We've got a light brekkie. We've got coffee cart firing. We've got merchandise giveaways. So, yeah, we're just happy to be down here supporting the new Parkrun. And how often do you get to go to something like this? It's only 40 metres from the water, in the sunshine, not a cloud in the sky. It's absolutely <laughs> glorious. Yeah, it's definitely a nice, nice change of scenery. I've got to say, it certainly beats being at my desk. But um, no, it's great being down here. Perfect morning, no rain, um, not a cloud in the sky and lots of um, smiling walkers and runners. So yeah, hopefully a successful parkrun launch on all counts. Oh, Claire, thanks for the support from Medibank and uh, we'll leave it there. Awesome, thanks so much. Cheers. Howdy park runners, I'm here at Ocean Grove still and I'm with Yvette. We're um, at the barcode scanning, Yvette, you've got your couple of young fellas helping you out today. That's yes. great to see the family for the launch. I've got my two boys, Jem who's 10 and Archie who's 6. And I was sitting with Archie before and he's doing a sensational job on the scanning. They've been they're very responsible, yeah, they've been great today. It's wonderful. I had to drag them out of bed to be here but they're both keen to join in and run next week. No worries. And what's your 
parkrun background. Have you done any parkruns before? This is the second event I've ever been to and I've never run in a parkrun, but I was keen to get the Ocean Grove one started for personal reasons because I wanted some motivation to get started myself. So I thought, well, let's just get our community happening and actually get one started. Uh, and we put the call out, I think, in November 2017, and here we are in April 2018, and we've got it started. <laughs> well done. That's a sensational effort. That's actually really quick to get a park run yeah, up and running. we heard that. Yeah. And it's a great reason. So what's the other one that you've been to? Uh, I went to Baliang in Geelong just to check out the process because I had no concept of how it actually worked. <laughs> and so you've, um, you've gone from this being your, your second park run to next week, I believe you're going to be run director. Yes, yes, but you know what? The the way Parkrun is is organised, it's so efficient. There's so much information and support that let's just go for it. It'll be fine. Yeah. What can go wrong? It's actually really easy. <laughs> it is easy, and you know it's volunteer led. It's free. Uh, all the participants know what to expect. Uh, there's no great prize money, so you know the worst that can happen is there's no worst. We can we can overcome anything. <laughs> no, exactly. And like as you find out, the software is just so easy to yeah. to go through and fix up. I'll work and... that out today, actually, because I've not seen it either. <laughs> <laughs> so well done on. Um getting along to your second park run volunteering and for bringing the kids along and for their volunteering yeah. as well yep now we just got to join in hopefully that's the week after you'll have to get a run in that'll be yeah. great <laughs> thank you very much Tony. thanks a bit Good morning, Parkrun Adventurers. It's Greta here, and I'm um, at the Goolwa Parkrun launch today. So Goolwa is on the coast uh, in South Australia, and it's probably oh about hour, hour and a half maybe from Adelaide, uh, near sort of Victor Harbour down that way. Um, and at the moment, we're on the on the river here at Goolwa, and the sun's shining, and I can see the bridge, and it's an absolutely beautiful morning. And um, there are people arriving, pretty excited about the launch. So I'm now here with Sputnik. How are you going, Sputnik? Oh, I'm a bit puffed out, actually. Are you? Yeah, <laughs> we've just run the park run. How did you find it? Oh, look, it was absolutely beautiful running along the mighty Murray River. How good is that? And it was mostly flat, which I'm kind of uh, partial to, so yes, it was nice. it was a lovely course, wasn't it? Yeah. Very, yeah. very forgiving. Very cruisy. There are a couple of little bumps along the way, but I knew that on the way out, if it was a tiny little bit of up, that it'd be a little bit of a roll downhill back to the finish line. So, no, it was so that's always good for the mental, isn't it? Yeah, it's not so good when you... I mean, when I say up, I shouldn't... we probably describe that course as flat, wouldn't we? I think it's pretty flat. I mean, there's a river next to it. Rivers can't really be too up and down, can they? No, no. And that, it was a lovely view over the river, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, and, and nice and breezy. Uh, not windy, but, you know, nice and, you know, kind of lots of fresh air and good views all along the way. No weird bits. Like, probably one of the nicer courses I've run in a while, it's I would lovely. think. Yeah, yeah lovely. And are you a regular park runner? I, I just cracked my 50 the other day. Oh, I actually, congratulations. I actually started when the city first started and then stopped oh, for a few years. Oh, down at Torrens. Yep, yep, yep. And the, but then stopped for a few years, so I'm a little bit behind. I've got some ground to make up. Yeah, yeah. And so you've done a few around South Australia? Uh, yeah, I've done... Uh, well, no, I can't even say that now because now there's so many new ones I haven't done. <laughs> so many. I used to say, oh, yeah, I've done a few of them. But, yeah, no, I'm, I'm chipping away at them. So I thought yeah. I'd come down today and now I'll go for a paddle out on the river in my little kayak. So, oh, yeah, make yes. a little morning of it. So you brought your kayak down? I did, but remember when it's cold you can't have your kayak and heat it too <laughs> thank you very much for talking to me have a lovely kayak thank you cheers <laughs> so i'm now here with tim and tim you've just um done the gula park run and i noticed that you were walking today do you normally walk um, i have for about the last six months yes yeah. um before that, I was running. Yeah, because yeah, you, you look like you've got a running background. Yeah, I'm one of the few park runners that's probably done more marathons than they have park runs. Right, yeah, okay. But, yeah. Um, so, but you're yeah. walking at the moment. Yeah, had a few health problems and yes. uh, 
so it became more and more difficult to run so yeah. changed into a, a walking group into but, a walk. yeah and that's the great thing about park ride isn't it because i know it's got park ride in the name but you don't have to run no you can do whatever pace you like and uh, with the walking it's probably actually better for me than uh, than running less stress and uh, I still want to run a bit though. <laughs> I saw you out there about to break into a run a few times. Yeah, yeah. Held, held back and stayed walking, so yeah, yeah, well yeah all done. good. Your, your doctor will be proud. Yeah, very, very happy with me. <laughs> yeah, and it means you can get out and enjoy these beautiful courses and, and enjoy the social aspect of parkrun as well. Yeah, well there's a lot of uh, friends from probably all the parkruns in Adelaide uh, here this morning being the first one. Yes, uh, yeah, and it's a beautiful morning isn't it for the launch? Absolutely glorious. Yeah. It's uh, the weirdest weather for end of April, but right. uh, I, I'll <laughs> take right. it. Our Indian summer is lovely. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you for talking to me and, and enjoy your, your park walking. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I'm now here with Jill. Hi. And Julie. Hello. And we've just done the park run. And you guys are from um, around here, aren't you? You're local. No, Victor Harbour. Oh, that's not local? <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, south coast. South coast, just yeah. down the road. Down the road. Down the road. Down yeah. the road. And you you're normally run at Victor Park? Right? Normally run at Victor, yeah. Yeah, yep. And is this a little bit different? This is a bit different to the Victor Park, then, isn't it? Well, it's an out and back, but it's, it's flat, but... It just felt a bit faster today than Victor, but maybe because it's on the river rather than the sea. Yeah, yeah. you're saying there's no wind. No, no wind today, so it was lovely. Yeah, so yeah. Victor can, if it is windy because it's right on the coast, it can be quite... Um, it, it can be, but I mean, that's good endurance anyway, so... <laughs> work harder. And you were um, trying to get the, all the Victor people together for a photo. I'm trying, yes, but there's so many of us down here today, so it's really good. Yeah. I don't know what's happening to the crowd. Victor. Yeah. Oh, here. Oh, oh, they're coming over now yeah. to take the photo. So, how many have you got down here from Victor? Do you think? I'm not really sure. Yeah, I'd say a fair few. Yeah. There's yeah, a dozen and a twenty. Beautiful day for a launch, oh, isn't it? It's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, look, you better go before you lose your opportunity for yeah. the photo. Okay. Lovely talking to you. Thank Enjoy you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. See Bye. You. I'm now here with Justin, and Justin, you've just run the park run, and how did you go? Uh, good, thank you. It was a good first uh, Google park run, and I, I, I ran my best time in quite a while, so that was Oh, good. that's fantastic. How fast did you run? Uh, 21 minutes, 21 se oh. uh, 26 seconds. Oh, wow, you were flying. Moving <laughs> through it, so yeah. Um, yeah, getting better. Oh, that's good. And so, do you normally run park run? Yes, uh, most times at Mount Barker there, most weeks, but yeah. um, I try and get out and try the other the other runs as well. Yeah, well, we've got so many now in South Australia. There's so many yes. to visit, isn't there? What other ones have you done? Um, a number, so Murray Bridge, Strathalbyn, Torrens. Yep. So, yeah, getting around trying, trying a few of them for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great fun, isn't it, visiting other park runs? Yeah, just to see a bit of, bit of the rest of the state and a few of the other runs and... You know, gets you out and about on a Saturday morning, that's for sure. It does. It's a great way to start the weekend. Yes, And how absolutely. many park runs have you done? Uh, 32, I think. Yep. Okay, yeah. so we're all coming up on the 50. Coming up, getting coming there slowly. Up. Yeah. Planning to yeah. get there soon. Fantastic. Yeah, only a few more months for that. Yeah, well, enjoy your park running and thanks for talking to me no today. No worries, thank you. Okay, so, so I'm, I'm now here with Jo. Hi. And Louise. Hello. And, the, and it's a Mount Barker crew who are... Who works sort of shyly standing over there? Hello. <laughs> so I've talked to the Victor crew. Now I'm talking to the Mount Barker crew. How did, how did you? 
How did you go today? I do believe I got a new PB. It was a beautiful course, nice and flat, great, great scenery, really fantastic. And they turned on the weather. It was just beautiful. It is lovely, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, very good. So new PB today. New well PB. Hopefully maybe broken the 40-minute mark. And well since I've only been um, jogging for about... About less than three months. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling quite proud, so yeah, it's really and good. You were telling me about the first time you ever did parkrun. Yes, I actually was with my friends um, the day before and they said they were doing parkrun and I went, Can you walk? And they went, Yes. And I went, Oh, well, maybe I can do it. So New Year's Day, I got up early and I went and did parkrun and it was the best thing I have ever done. So your first parkrun was New Year's Day? Yes, this year. <laughs> this year. So yeah, so here I am. I think my first time was like 47 minutes and I just. I was just in awe and I just thought it was fantastic. I went home and crashed, didn't realise how unfit I was. Um, but since then I have been coming nearly every week and I just really do enjoy it and it's a great way to start the weekend. Lovely. What a lovely story. Yeah, I know. I, I love it. I just And I tell so many people and I know I get so excited and I, hopefully I can encourage a few other people to come along as well. Yeah, so. yeah. And how about you, Jo? How did you go today? You've, um, you've brought some family and some yes, friends. Yes, yes. Who actually, have you brought with you today? I actually walked with my sister, who uh, it was her first time, and we're oh, trying to hook her in for, I say, years. <laughs> and she has resisted, yeah. and she just, she just didn't want to do it. She's blocked it. But we're coming down the home straight, and she said, I want to pass those people. <laughs> and so we passed them, and then we passed another lot, and nearly to the end, she was exhausted. We passed them, and we... So I think there's a glimmer of hope You reckon there. you've got her? Yeah, I think so. She's doomed. She's sucked in, <laughs> as we all are from the first one. <laughs> Which is such a good thing. It is, it yeah. is. But, yeah, yeah so... Um, and who else did you... So you've got your sister. Yeah, my you? other sister, um, yeah. who is got the navy cap on she does torrents and we right. have a bit of a tussle oh, we do privately train mm. and say oh no i'm i'd think <laughs> I'd take it easy this week and it is a a a fight to the um who gets the best i've been overtaking her lately and she doesn't oh, like she, do- oh, bet she doesn't no, she doesn't so she's yeah. going to sneak in a few more training sessions yeah, isn't she yeah, on the quiet I've heard i've heard she has but i've it doesn't matter anymore cuz i'm now a half marathon girl so Are you? I don't care. When did you do your first half marathon? About in April. Uh, sorry, in March. Yes. End of March, we did Brave Runners, Brett and I, yeah. half marathon. And then last weekend, we did the Claire half marathon. <laughs> Wonderful. Well done. Yep. And Conquer the Summit. So, yes. And that comes from starting off in 2014, just not being committed. And then Brett came along, my husband Brett came along. And since then, we've just love it. And it's something we do together that I think is the best. It's rebooted us and someone, it's probably not the time or the place to say this, but we have had a few jokes about what it's better than. Well, this is a PG-rated podcast. Uh, no, so I gather we'll just, that. We'll just let people oh, well. use their imaginations. <laughs> <laughs> so, winners are grinners. Oh, well, that's wonderful, guys. Well done. It's <laughs> Thank you so much for talking to me about how much you both really Absolutely. love parkrun. Yeah, it's really so do. nice to it's yeah. so nice to yeah. hear. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you so much for coming to the launch and supporting yeah. parkrun. Yeah. No. And I also know that you are both very um, good volunteers yes. as well. Yes, we so love to. Definitely.
definitely Thank involuntary. So it's a great way that. to meet people yeah. and be part of more of seeing other people oh, along the track yeah. on when you're going and you can say hello and you can actually say hello because you know them. It's brilliant. It is. It is lovely. So. Now, I'm here with Kane. How are you going, Kane? Good. And you've just done the park run, and you, but you've also pointed out something to me that's on the river. What's on the river? Swans. Oh, look at that. How many are there? Um, four. Four, and they're, black, they're black swans, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. They're cruising along the river? Yep. Yeah. So there you go. Come along to Google Park Run. You might get to see some swans. That's right. So I'm now here with James. How are you going, James? Good. How are you? I'm good. And you're the event ambassador for yes. the Gore Park Run. Correct. How did it go this morning? Happy with the launch? Absolutely awesome. We had uh, 157. I was going to ask you, because you're counting tokens at the moment. Yeah, I am, 157? yeah. 157? 157 and sleep a little Gore. We've uh, yeah. certainly woken the place up this morning. Yeah. And how did you go? Did everyone pass their token in? Oh, we're still Ooh. going through that. Um, I think we might be chasing a few people down, but that's all right. Park Run Police will be out shortly. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> You send that. Oh, two. We're missing two, are we? Yeah. Okay. Um, hello. How are you? Good. Thanks. How are you? And you were scanning today. Thank I you was. so much for scanning. No worries. We love volunteers here at Parkrun. It's actually my first volunteer. Well done. Thank you. Did you enjoy it? I did. It was good. Yeah. It was really good. Do you think you'll you'll do it again? Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Thanks for volunteering. Thank you. So we're now at uh, Post Parkrun Coffee, uh, and we're at uh, Cafe Lime, and I'm here with Paul. And Paul, you're the run director. Congratulations on a very successful launch today. Thank you. It's been a really fantastic morning and quite humbling with the numbers that we've achieved here, so I'm very happy. And so you've now launched this uh, park right at, at Goolwa. Are you, are you a Goolwa local? I am. I live in Goolwa, work in Goolwa. Uh, so I've been here for more 19 years or so. Yeah. So almost a local anyway. Almost, yeah. almost, yeah. not quite. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. And what inspired you to start the park run here at Goolwa? Uh, well, my wife got me into it actually. She she got us out to the Victor Harbour Park Run on New Year's Day last year, uh, so 18 months ago, and um, yeah, it's just we've been fairly regular down there since then. And then the guys down there actually approached me, um, saying that Medibank wanted to launch one in Galway and they needed someone to run it. Uh, and somehow they chose me. <laughs> I, obviously, I was the one that looked uh, most gullible at the time. Yeah. <laughs> And how did you go about finding the course? Uh, the course was pretty obvious to me, really. Um, the the uh, where we go at, along Liverpool Road there, um, the council made that track for us. Well, not just for us. Uh, a few years ago. Yeah. And it's, it's, a, it's just, a lovely track. It is a good track. Yeah. It's uh, it's fairly new. It's uh, level. It's relatively flat. We've had a few complaints about some people having to uh, climb a hill today of about <laughs> one meter. <laughs> Yeah, a um, hill. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, right. Yeah. A lump. My mild gradient. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So along the riverside there, and it just seemed like the most natural choice. Yeah, absolutely. It's ab absolutely beautiful, isn't it? And it's surrounded by really lovely um, council-maintained facilities, lawns, and there's a playground just down the path. It's it's really lovely. Yeah, we've got full facilities there. We've got a, a, a cover and a table um, with the barbecue shelter there, toilets next door. It's just uh, everything's all there for us already. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so do you think you'll sort of get back to, to Victor Park Run occasionally now that you've started Goolwa? Absolutely. When, uh, once I've gotten into this, give it probably a couple of months to establish a bit of a team, uh, get some run directors happening and that sort of thing, and I can hand over the reins to somebody else. So I think I'll be busy for a while, but um, uh, I'm happy to do that, and then I'm happy to 
hand it all over and let other people have a go as well. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for everything that you do for Parkrun and for putting in your time uh, to launch Goolwa Parkrun and congratulations on a really successful launch today. Well done. Absolutely my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Massive thanks to Greta and Tok for being at the launches of Goolwa and Ocean Grove and bringing us all the happenings on the ground at the weekend. As always, awesome effort from the Channel 5 News crew. Speaking of launches, Scotty, we got a bit of a message earlier in April from one of our parkrun adventurers. Nicole Sande got in touch on the Facebook and said she was off to Gains for Green's launch and it was going to be her 15th, which got her thinking... How many launches have we been to? Do you do you know, Scotty, how many launches you've done? Well, I'll look off the top of my head, Mel. Let me think. Um, maybe 16? That's a very specific number off the top of your head. Do you know? Is it accurate? Yes, it is. It is because it's more than off the top of my head. I did some thorough <laughs> research because I knew well this question you. was coming. And uh, I learned that I'm one off an astronaut. Yeah, you did. Astronauts. And and this is the thing, see, I wasn't sure about the um, the origins of the astronaut club. Uh, is it is it the, even the – I think it is the astronaut club. Um, that's what they call it. It's an unofficial club, obviously, as many of the adventure clubs are. And you have to have 17 launches and do you know why it has to be 17 scotty well i'm guessing apollo 17 has some connection would i be right well that's my assumption also which is backed up by the fact that at the weekend i went to the smithsonian air and space museum and learned all about the 17 apollo space missions so i thought yep 17 you need 17 launches to be an astronaut that makes sense to me so if there's another reason why it's 17 i don't know what it is but that i'm i'm going to put two and two together and say they make 17 but how many have you been to because i don't think it's as many as 16 (laughs) (laughs) well no it's not as many as 16 because it's well let's let's just start right here with saying it's not a competition, Scotty. Not everything between you and me is a competition. Unless you're winning, in which case I'm thinking you, you want to make it a competition because it doesn't happen very often. I have been to nine launches in Australia and one overseas. So I've, a ten. Ten I have attended in total. So we have we have one launch this weekend in Australia. Not It's a, it's a bit of a drop back from seven from last week, but it's in the town of Nulkaba. Nulkaba? I've always pronounced it Nulkaba. Okay. We'll go with one of those. And it's in New South Wales and it's in the region of runners, I do believe. It is. It's going to be the 13th event and the newest for a long time in the region of runners to launch. Meanwhile, just to keep the weekend, you know, festive, we've got quite a few anniversaries happening all over the globe or I should say all over the country this weekend, starting with we've got Apple Cross in Western Australia. Can you believe that's already been a year? Yes, very exciting for that. Town? <laughs> town, is it a town? I don't know. Apple Cross. I think it's a suburb. We're going with a suburb? It's a suburb of Perth. Okay. Very exciting for the Apple Cross park runners. Uh, that's going to be followed, well, not followed because WA follows everybody else, but it's going to be preceded by Batemans Bay in New South Wales. Cleveland in Queensland. 
Echuka Moama in Victoria. Ginandera in the ACT. Queen Bien in New South Wales. And Rhodes also in New South Wales. So lots of reasons to, to get along and get festive and celebrate some wonderful milestones for some great events in the country. Now I know Mel, you've got some challenges about getting to a park run this weekend. Let's not spoil it. Let's find out next week what happens. I've I've got a couple of challenges as well this weekend. Not sure where I'm going. Okay, you've got some logistical issues yeah, coming up. Yeah, juggling some time and some airport pickups. So I, I hope I get to a park run. It could be touch and go. I'm, I'm dependent on the international flight, people coordinating flights and doing their job properly. But uh, Okay, I think or, or even Australian customs. Customs, yeah. Do- dodgy people into the country. This is true. This is true. Anybody you know must be a little bit suspicious. Related to me. Related Ooh. to me. Well, the, the level of suspicion's just gone up. <laughs> hey, my phone's ringing, Mel. So, Saved by the bell. Yep. What do they say on the streets of New York when it's time to say goodbye? I don't know. I haven't said goodbye to any New Yorkers yet. Have you? I assumed you've talked to New Yorkers by this stage. Yes. Do they understand you? I think so. Okay. They seem to be able to answer my questions okay. Okay, so you're having conversations? Yes. Okay. Because the last time I was in New York, the first day that I was there, I was speaking to a guy on the street and he, he, he asked, he said, sorry, mate. He didn't. He didn't say sorry, mate. <laughs> he said um, he couldn't understand me. Like he gave up talking to me because he couldn't understand me. <laughs> and I thought, welcome to America. <laughs> but of course, of course, that wouldn't happen now because it's great again now. Has um, that bloke in charge? He's he's made it great again, hasn't he? It's great. Um, been seeing some interesting t-shirts around. Okay, is that how you Let's do leave it? it at that, is that how you make a country great? By making T-shirts. Well, they, they, I'm pretty sure the T-shirts that I've seen are not um, supporters of his. <laughs> Let's save that for next week, shall we? Our deep dive on uh, American T-shirt culture. Mm. Well, I was hoping we could talk about the draft next week. Oh, can we? Can we talk about it now? Now? Has it consumed your world for the past few days? <laughs> oh, Scotty, it's nothing like being in America during draft, I can tell you that much. Oh, not on cue. There's Wes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll yep. save that for next week as well. Episode 111, American T-shirt culture, NFL draft, maybe some parkrun talk if we've got time. It's going to be a cracker. Speak to you later.